episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Araceli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. Before we get started with Raw, for those of you that haven't heard, Armando and I, Wrestling with Siblings, and all of you guys have been nominated for the Wrestling Podcast Awards. Uh, we were nominated in Best Newcomer, Best Duel, and Most Informative. If you want to support, if you want to vote, go ahead and follow the link that's in the description below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever, we will be putting the link in the description as well. And we appreciate all the love and all the support you give to WWS every single week. Yeah, so thank you guys so much. Go ahead and click on the link before and go vote. Be a sibling. Help us out. All right, now let's get started with Monday Night Raw. They're live from New York City, uh, Long Island to be specific. Triple H pulls up on a bunch of SUVs, and it looks like he doesn't come alone. And keep in mind, this could potentially be another NXT invasion. We do know that on Friday Night SmackDown, NXT took over the entire show. Definitely excited to see how the show was going to start. And like you said, Triple H did not arrive alone. We did see him with a couple SUVs right off the back. You could tell it was most likely going to be the NXT roster, and what you see what happened towards the end of the show or during the show, see if they decide to show up or not. Yes. All right, let's move on to Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, who officially open up the show. So we found out on Friday Night SmackDown that Brock Lesnar quit Friday Night SmackDown to come over to Raw so that he can hunt down Rey Mysterio, and that is the purpose why he is here tonight. Yeah, so keep in mind, it's kind of put in a weird situation, but now you have... Defend Bray Wyatt, who became Raw champion, and now you have Brock Lesnar on Raw. So we'll see what the outcome it is. I personally think that they're going to end up combining both titles and making it into one. But like I said, we'll see what happens. I can see that actually happening uh, simply because it's long coming, you know, and eventually with the wild card, it looked like that was the direction they were going on. Now, with SmackDown and Raw having their own separate rosters, I'm not entirely too sure, but maybe now that The Fiend is on SmackDown and he has the Universal Championship, maybe they're going to rebrand that that title. Maybe we're going to get a completely new look. Who knows? I mean, at this point, we're going to have to continue to watch every week and then find out what happens. And uh, Brock Lesnar wants to know where Rey Mysterio is and he is not gonna leave and he will attack whoever he has to attack and he will do whatever he has to do to find Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I haven't seen Brock Lesnar this man in quite some time and I mean when you get the beast mad, I don't care who you are, you have to go out and hide because once he finds you it's total destruction and sure enough that's what he was doing throughout the backstage. He even went to commentator to commentary and took out people yeah so he basically went up to king lawler and he wanted to know where is your mysterio you know everything tell me where ray is and obviously this happens later on in the show king tells him you know what i don't know where he is you know and they pay the consequences for that at this point brock lesnar is unleashed but we will get more into that when we get to that point Alright, let's get started with the very first match of the night, which was the Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte and Natalia. What a very 
great opportunity for the Kabuki Warriors to prove themselves as a tag team. Not other than to face Natalia and Charlotte Flair. And you and me could agree that it's probably two of the best women in the WWE right now. And not only that, but the Kabuki Warriors are facing pretty much a legacy of Flair's and the Hart Foundation. Exactly. So if you really want to prove yourself, this is the team you want to prove yourself against. These are the people you really want to make a name for yourself. If you can go out there and you can beat a Flair, if you can beat a Hart, that immediately puts you on the map and that immediately gives you a bigger advantage than anyone else on the roster. And I got to be honest with you, I like Natalia and Charlotte. I, I think it's a good pairing. I think they get along super, super well and I think they understand each other on different levels. You know, there's other tag teams like the Kabuki Warriors. There's tag teams like Alexa and Nikki, Sonya and Mandy. But this team in particular, I think they really understand the legacy that is between both of them and they incorporate that into each and every single one of their matches. Another factor into that is that they pretty much had the same career all the way up until now. Yeah, Charlotte Flair has had more titles than Natalia, but even then, like you said, it's all based on family. And I think at the end of the day, what this is going to happen is probably going to end up into a Natalia versus Charlotte Flair in a feud over who's better, Flair's or the Hart family. I can see that. I can actually see that. Potentially maybe at a WrestleMania, maybe at a TLC, maybe at, even at the Rumble. Who knows? But before that, do you see Charlotte and Natalia potentially becoming tag team champions at some point? I do see it just because of the way they've been proving themselves, not this week, but last week as well. As a tag team, like you said, they seem to work very well together and they're on the same page. Yes, they definitely understand each other on completely different levels. I think that Kabuki Warriors is different, a different case. I think they do understand each other and I think they both have similar wrestling styles and they both have similar backgrounds and I think that's what helps them out. But I think the experience from Natalia and Charlotte is really what made a huge factor in this match. It did, and not only that, but the Kabuki Warriors... I feel that they're at this point where they know they're the champs. So they're going to do whatever it takes to win. And they've been proving it because ever since they became champs, Asuka's been using that blue mist that she spits out. So what does that tell you? That, like I said, they're willing to do whatever it takes to win. The green mist. Um, but yes, that is exactly what they're doing. And I don't know, who do you see dethroning them? Now, him and I have said this in previous podcasts. We've said this outside of the cameras, who do you see dethroning this team? Now, I personally agree with you on the team you're about to say. Mm, Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I feel that it's long overdue, especially like we said last year's uh, Hell in a Cell match. I'm sorry, uh, Elimination Chamber match that they had. I think that's when they really proved themselves that they could take over the women's tag team division. But I'm also starting to like this tag team of Charlotte Flair. And Natty. Yeah, so very, very interesting. We're going to have to wait and see which way this plays out. But I do agree with you. I think Fire and Desire really is up there. And I think when you talk about tag teams, women's tag teams, I think they really are at the top of that list. That's the first team that comes into mind when people do talk about the women's tag team titles. And I think it's time for them to do it. And because the tag titles are exclusive to all three brands, that could potentially be a possibility. 
But in the meantime, right now, I don't see the Kabuki Warriors losing anytime soon. Like you said, it'll probably be down the road, if anything, maybe towards the Rumble, maybe if anything, at WrestleMania. But I do see the Kabuki Warriors retaining for quite some time. Going into this match, Asuka was immediately at the disadvantage. She's never beaten Charlotte Flair, as far as I know and as far as I remember. She's never been able to defeat her, and in this case, Charlotte didn't beat her. It was Natalia who beat her by the sharpshooter, and she made Asuka tap, and I don't really think we've ever seen Asuka tap out. If anything, I think it might have been Charlotte Flair that made her tap out, but even then, Charlotte walks into this match with an advantage against Asuka because Asuka's always going to keep that in mind that I haven't defeated Charlotte Flair yet, whether it's in tag team competition or in singles. 100%. All right, let's move on to Jerry Lawler, who is on commentary, and Brock Lesnar comes out, and he's like, tell me where Rey Mysterio is. We're getting back into this conversation, and he's like, I, I don't know. And so I think his name is Dio from commentary. He comes, he, he gets involved, he interferes in this, and he's like, hey, you know, like, what are you doing? He stands up to Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar fives him, and that's something he had to pay for. And then Rey Mysterio comes out from behind, I guess it was like a bat or something, and he starts targeting the legs of Brock Lesnar. Now, this is very, very crucial because he pretty much hit... Brock where it hurts the most. If he was able to bring the beast down, he was already at an advantage. And we got to see Brock unable to get up. And when he did get up, he was unable to walk on his own. So smart move by Mysterio attacking the legs of the beast, Brock Lesnar. But keep, keep in mind, Rey Mysterio is not afraid of facing Brock Lesnar. Why? Because he messed with his family and with Cain Velasquez. And not only that, but also injured Rey Mysterio as well. So... This is a very different Rey Mysterio. He's more motivated than when he was when he was about to retire. 100%. Alright, moving on to Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. What a match. I think two of the underdogs in not only the Raw roster but in the WWE really showcased what they're capable of doing inside of the ring in this match. Definitely two athletes that are very similar in the ring when they wrestle as, as like you said. And I think Buddy Murphy is one of those guys that, like, you look at him and you're just like, there's so much potential there. But then when you actually see him wrestle, you're like, no, there isn't potential there. He, The guy is a star. You look at him first and you're like, that guy is going to be great. But when you see him wrestle and his wrestling styles and the matches that he puts on, no matter who you put him up against, you realize the guy's a star. And this guy is going to be huge within the next year. Yeah, he's definitely has the speed. He's got the power, but not only that, he's got the personality. He knows he's good, and he lives up to the expectation. And if he knows that his that to be his opponent, he has to go over the limit. And I think that's what will make him even greater, like you said. And I do see him being one of the top stars on Raw. And I've been very, very impressed with him lately. I think he brings something completely new to the table, and I think... Not that he's underestimated, but I do feel like people don't really know what Buddy Murphy has in store. And the matches we've seen so far, every single time, he brings something different. And each and every single time, each match is different. It never goes the exact same. He adapts. The speed, he's got the power, but not only that, he's got the personality. He knows he's good, and he lives up to the expectation. And if 
he knows that his that to be his opponent he has to go over the limit and I think that's what to make him even greater like you said and I do see him being one of the top stars on Raw and I've been very very impressed with him lately I think he brings something completely new to the table and I think not that he's underestimated but I do feel like people don't really know what Buddy Murphy has in store and the matches we've seen so far every single time he brings something different and each and every single time each match is different and never goes the exact same he adapts to his opponents and I think that's one of the advantages that he has and when you put him with athletes and wrestlers like Cedric Alexander maybe like like Andrade like you said he adapts and that's when he shows his full potential 100% and Cedric Alexander I mean he's been getting a huge push we've seen him against we've seen his matches against AJ Styles and they've been absolutely incredible and this is another guy that I think might potentially be a breakout star in 2019 or at least in the late 2019 I think over the last couple of months he's really showcased what he really is capable of doing and he can hang with the top talents we've seen him yeah he can we've seen him especially against McIntyre as well I mean that match was very very impressive and like you said about Cedric Alexander he just keeps getting better and better every single time he's in the ring but these past couple of weeks he's kind of been a little slump we get it everybody goes through it hopefully he can come out of it Yes, and in this particular match, I think Buddy Murphy's power really is what cost Cedric Alexander this match. And I think if it would have been an actual speed factor and there would have been no powerhouse like Buddy Murphy, I think Cedric Alexander would have came out of that and really would have put himself back at the top of the game. Alright, let's move on to Seth Rollins, who obviously lost his Universal Championship at Crown Jewel against the Freen Bray. Wyatt. I think the Fiend Bray Wyatt got to where nobody has gone to Seth Rollins and that's his head. And I think that's really affected Seth Rollins for these past couple of weeks. He hasn't been able to surpass the Fiend and what the Fiend has done to him. Yes, uh, the Fiend got inside his head and you know and that's very difficult to do with Seth because he knows the mind games. He knows what people are going to use and what strategies they're going to use to try to bring him down and I think there was a wall that Seth put up and the Fiend broke down. And I think Seth wasn't ready for that. And I think that's what's cost him so much during this entire feud. Yeah, definitely have to agree with you on that one. The Fiend has taken Seth Rollins where nobody has, and that's the mental game. And the Fiend knew that if he did that, he was going to stand a chance. And he comes out and he's extremely disappointed because he's like, everything I've worked for for the last couple of months has pretty much been thrown out. He didn't want Brock Lesnar to be champion. He beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And ever since then, he was like, okay, well, this is it. You know, this is where it ends, and I'm finally going to take control of Raw. But now Brock is champ. And then The Fiend takes the championship from him and takes it over to SmackDown. So Seth is kind of disappointed. He kind of doesn't know what's next for him. So Triple H, this guy has mentored Seth Rollins and pretty much molded him into what he wanted him to be since he was down in NXT and he's like you don't know what's next for you I do I know what's next for you and if you're really willing to be with me or against me then I guess we'll find out what what that next step is so he pretty much from what I understood gave him offer but either you come down to NXT with me and this is what could happen or you stay back in the main roster so pretty much Seth Rollins was put in a predicament yes and 
Triple H has some very valid points because he tells them every time you stuck with me, you've become the top guy. It happened in NXT, you became champion. You became champion on the main roster. He became the guy Triple H wanted him to become. And he has some valid points. Every single time Seth has trusted Triple H, he's come out champion. And that's something that Seth Rollins really thought about. And he was like, you know what? He's right. But at the same time, you know Seth Rollins. And he has dignity. And he wants to fight for what's right. But in this occasion, I don't know. I can see him going down to NXT with Finn Balor and really bringing that brand above the main roster level, but I also don't see the main roster without Seth Rollins. Yeah, so he's, like I say, he's putting a predicament where wherever he goes, it's going to be a tough decision for him. Whatever he decides to make, it's going to be best for him, but I really want to see him in the main roster. I feel that he is Seth freaking Rollins, Monday Night Rollins. Exactly. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, but Triple H does bring out undisputed Era, if you don't know who they are, they're the tag team champions. And, obviously, the NXT champion, Adam Cole, is also part of Undisputed Era. And they're pretty much the top guys down in NXT. Those are the guys, if you want to prove yourself, that's who you go and you wrestle to prove yourself. So, they pretty much, Undisputed Era comes out, and Seth Rollins is like, man, I'm probably going to have to face all these guys. Who decides to come out and help Seth Rollins? Surprisingly, the O.C., they decide to come out and help Seth Rollins, and it doesn't surprise me because the OC is trying to establish that they are the main faction in the WWE. And not only that, they did win the Best in the World tournament to become the best tag team in the world. So at this point, they feel that entitlement of like, you know what, you're coming into our territory. We are going to show you why this is our territory and why this belongs to us. I was very surprised but it looks like Seth Rollins isn't alone. And you also got to see a part of the Raw roster come out to try to defend Seth Rollins and the OC. I mean, in this occasion, you get to see the roster come together. And it looks like NXT might still be be ruling this entire takeover. So let us know who, Seth, who do you guys think Seth Rollins is going to pick. Is he either going to be either a team captain for Team NXT or... Team Raw. So let us know what you guys think. In the comments below. Alright, moving on to the very next match, which was Andrade and Selena versus Sinkara and Carolina. Very interesting tag team between Sinkara and Car- Carolina. Um, right away, Andrade and Selena walk in with the advantage. Why? Because they've been working together since pretty much since they started their career down in NXT and even in the main roster. Sinkar and Catalina, they're pretty much been partnered together for, what, a week, maybe two weeks. So they really don't know each other very well in the ring. And they don't have that chemistry yet, how Andrade and Selena do. And you got to see Andrade dominate the majority of this match. And that wasn't surprising. We do know that Andrade holds all the wins over Sinkar. But it got to the point where Sinkar finally started to take over and you got to see Catalina get involved in in the matches and it was kind of like she was trying to outsmart Selena Vega and it was like no you can't you can't outsmart Selena you know in order for you to outsmart Selena you have to get inside her head and that's something no one has been able to do up until now and and at this point there's nobody that can actually match Selena Vega when it comes to management and 
how far she's willing to go to get Andrade to win. Yeah, and I think that was Sin Cara and Catalina's big mistake that they try to do what Andrade and Selena do, and that's steal some of their 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 tactics that they they do in the ring and outside of the ring, and it ended up failing. But I was really impressed with Selena inside the ring. You really don't see a whole lot of her as far as wrestling because she's most of the time she's out there managing Andrade. But I mean, I was really impressed for. The wrestler, woman her size, to do what she does in the ring, is just super amazing. I mean, the way she got the victory today was super impressive. And don't get me wrong. I think every woman is different and everybody brings something to the table. But if you ask me, I think Selena is one of the very few that is the, the full, complete package. She's got the mic skills. She can wrestle. She can pretty much do anything you ask her to do. You know, she can go out there cut a promo and manage Andrade but when it comes to taking care of business inside of the ring she's capable of doing that and I think you really have to give her props for that she was absolutely impressive and she's always busting out new moves and I think that's incredible and I think the fact that Andrade is one of her mentors is what really helps her out and she was able to steal the win you know she outsmarted Catalina and that's what Selena does best and you could tell Selena learned from Andrade, like you said, watching all those matches come into play because she was able to outsmart Catalina and able to do some of the moves perfectly because she's pretty much studied her last week. And I think this is where Sinkar and Catalina really went wrong. You know, Selena is one of those people you see her just staring at Andrade and telling him what to do, but that's not all she does. She actually is paying attention to his competitors she sits there she analyzes them she picks them apart with her brain and in this match we got to see that because she did not let herself and andrade be outsmarted and that's what helped her get the win in this match yeah i want to see more of andrade and selena as a tag team i think they would do great uh, maybe in the mix tag challenge you know that that comes what is it around this time of the year yeah. december if i'm not mistaken i would really like to see them in the ring together and i think they could go all the way in that tournament a hundred percent. Their chemistry is absolutely unreal, and they understand each other on different levels that probably we don't even know. Okay, let's move on to Rusev, who pretty much says today is the day that the drama ends. He's ready to go. He's going to call out Bobby Lashley, and he calls him out, and Bobby Lashley comes out, and he's like, well, you know what? I can't wrestle you today because... I pretty much sprained, or he injured his groin. His groin. So he yeah. comes out with, with crutches, and you could tell Rusev was pretty disappointed because, like you said, this was the first time he was going to get his hands on Bobby Lashley. So what does Bobby Lashley do? He decides to bring out an opponent for Rusev. And who is that opponent other than Drew McIntyre, which I thought it was a great choice because if anybody's going to match the power of Rusev, it's going to be McIntyre. And let's be real. McIntyre had the advantage going into this match all the way around. There is no way Rusev is 100% not only to compete, but mentally. He's not going to be focused throughout this entire match. And that puts him at the disadvantage right away. Plus, he has Lana and Bobby Lashley watching, not at ringside, but over at the stage. So that alone puts even more pressure on Rusev. But regardless, I think he really showcased what he really is capable of doing especially against a competitor like Drew McIntyre. And that's hard to do nowadays. But I'll tell you the truth. I do want to see more of this Rusev. This Rusev seems to be more more aggressive and even and more stronger as well. Look at that. The time off that he had really benefited him. 
but I really want to see him more focused. And like I said, this is going to benefit him in the long run. Yeah, he's focused. He's motivated. He knows exactly what his objective is. And right now he's focused on, on bringing justice to not only his name, but his marriage and everything else. He wants Bobby Lashley. And when he finally gets him, he's going to destroy Bobby Lashley. And so what ends up happening is at the, Bobby Lashley ends up interfering in the match. And Rusev gets RKO'd by Randy Orton. Yes. But you also have to give credit to Drew McIntyre. He did a great job putting Rusev over in this match. And Rusev did a great job putting over McIntyre in this match. I think there's a lot of similarities between these two that we don't usually see. And I think the speed for the guys their size, I think they really are up there against one of those competitors that can really bring much more to the table. And like you said, McIntyre Smart did not get involved in this. But one of the things, too, that's going a little bit off topic, I really want to see McIntyre versus Randy Orton just because I think they would be so great. I think they're very much similar in styles. Yes, 100%. That would be very, very interesting. You know, I think that would pretty much be a five-star match, 100%. And you know that no matter who you put Randy with, he's going to deliver same thing for McIntyre. And don't forget also that Ricochet came out and helped out Rusev when Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley were attacking him. So kudos to Ricochet coming out and, and helping out Rusev. Yes. All right, let's move on to the man, Becky Lynch, who's having a sit-down interview, and she pretty much says uh, that she is a target at Survivor Series because not only is she facing the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley, but she's also facing the NXT Women's Champion, Shauna Blazer. I have to agree with Becky Lynch on this, that she is the target one because she is the man and two she has had one hell of a year and she has pretty much beaten everybody that has been put in her path and whoever either it's bailey or shauna blazer gets a victory over her it's gonna be huge 100 percent. and shana blazer decides to come out and she introduces herself she's like well i'm shana blazer and i'm the nxt women's champion keep in mind as far as i know within the last year Shayna Blazer has not lost. She's never been pinned. She's never been submitted within the last year. I know before that she has. Um, and now she's like, you know what? I know who you are. Everybody talks about you. And yes, I'm friends with Ronda Rousey, but I am not Ronda Rousey. And she is going to make Becky Lynch either she's going to pin her or she's going to tap her out at Survivor Series. So she is sending a message, a really, really strong message to Becky Lynch. And she's like, it's not that I don't care about Bailey, but I'm not here for Bailey. I am here for you. Yep, that is correct. And like I said, it's because to be the woman, you got to beat the woman. And right now, whether you like it or not, Becky Lynch is the woman in the main roster. So a victory for Shauna Blazer over Becky Lynch would be great. But just think of the chaos these two women and Bailey are going to cost in the triple threat match Survivor Series match. And Becky proving to Shayna Blazer that she is not afraid of her. She stands up to her, gets in her face, and she's like, you know what? I'm coming for you, and it's going to be very interesting. This is definitely a hard one, and we will definitely, definitely be bringing you guys the predictions, but let us know ahead of time who you guys think is going to win this match, because... 
literally brand supremacy this is the match that's gonna decide who not only the best woman is but the best brand is all the way around but believe it or not I still have faith in Bailey one because this is a different Bailey she's more focused and she knows what she wants and she's not gonna let Shauna Blazer and Becky Lynch push her around and one more thing Bailey has been stealing the matches lately so she might just see the opportunity and go for it and that's gonna be her biggest advantage and I feel that during the match Shauna Blazer and Becky Lynch are kind of are kind of gonna forget about Bailey and Bailey's more if she plays it like the way she's supposed to she's probably gonna like you said end up stealing the match because that's what she's been doing she's been able to pull a fast one in all her matches recently ever since she turned heel and if Sasha Banks is gonna be there you already know that puts her at an even bigger advantage because now you have two brains two elite wrestlers going at it and they're basically gonna destroy the other women but I don't know Bailey is a huge possibility, but you also have somebody like the man, Becky Lynch. She's been on fire, and nobody has been able to dethrone her and beat her as of right now. Same thing with Shayna Blazer. So, very, very interesting high-stake match. The winner of this match will determine who not only the best woman is, but who the best friend is in the WWE, as I said earlier. Definitely a key match, and... I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of the show-stealing matches of the night. Guaranteed. 100%. Alright, let's move on to the OC, who comes out, and they pretty much say they are not in the mood tonight. And he's like, you know what? Gallus and Anderson are the best tag team in the world, and I am the United States champion. And those are facts. And he's not wrong. I mean, he's saying nothing but facts. You can't blame AJ Styles. And what happens is the Street Profits interrupt and they bring Umberto Carrillo with them. And they pretty much start mocking AJ and Gallows and Anderson. And at this point, they're upset. They want their match and they're ready to go. So Umberto Carrillo and the Street Profits versus Yossi. Yeah, definitely. Great match. Um, I think what a great way for the Street Profits to prove themselves than to do it against... The OC, yeah, they beat them their first night on Raw, but they were they're trying to prove that it wasn't a fluke, that that they didn't get lucky, that they got what it takes to be in the main roster, and having an addition to their team like Humberto Carrillo, it's great, and I think all around it makes it an even better, more competitive competitive team all around. That guy is completely incredible. Umberto Carrillo literally blew my mind the first time I saw him against his match with AJ Styles, which I believe was his first match. No, that was the second match because he faced Seth Rollins. And I was like, this guy is absolutely incredible. Can you imagine Umberto Carrillo, Andrade, Sin Cara, and Rey Mysterio all in the same team? How much dominance would they bring to the WWE? Managed by Selena Vega. Oh, it would just be phenomenal. But another thing, too... During this match, Umberto Carrillo did a moonsault on AJ Styles when he was pretty much in the middle of the ring. And the amount of height he gets and he perfect executes it perfectly, amazing. You guys should go back and check it out. Yeah, check it out. That was absolutely incredible. He, As Armando said, he executed it perfectly. And that is another one of the things as to why I'm saying he is absolutely incredible inside of the ring. And he has proven that he can hang with the top guys. 
he wrestled Seth Rollins. He took Seth Rollins to a limit that we hardly ever see Seth Rollins being taken to. Same thing with AJ Styles. The only reason why Humberto wasn't able to defeat AJ Styles was because of the experience of AJ Styles, and he's a heel. But otherwise, I think Humberto Carrillo can match AJ Styles. Same thing with the Street Profits. They could also match the OC, and they've proven it before. But the more they keep on facing teams like the OC, they're going to keep getting better and better as time. All I think is that they just need to get more in-ring time for them to reach the level of the OC and maybe even the Usos. If someone could probably compete against them right now, I got to say, it'll probably be the Street Profits. Yeah. That could keep up with the Usos. It's uh-huh. a tag team we got to keep an eye on. Now with the Usos that can keep up with um, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson, but when the Usos come back, it would be a great, great feud against them as well. I can I can potentially see that one. And the Street Profits. We got a little bit into them, but they are incredible. I think ever since they came to the WWE, they brought something fresh to the division and I believe Armando said it if it wasn't this week last week it was the week before that he said that they remind him a lot of the new day and I can see that I can see why Armando compares them to that they have similar style they are kind of goofy they act the exact same way the thing is they really need to put themselves over as one of the greatest tag teams yeah and I think just over time they'll get there and they need to find that third member to completely solidify their team but I think right now it's just going to be Montez for and Angelo Dawkins yep alright let's move on to the Viking Raiders versus the Polo Boys they're pretty much homegrown uh, homegrown talent not homegrown talent I mean they're pretty much local, local talent. talent sorry they're pretty much local talent and I mean the Viking Raiders have been put against so much local talent that it's made them look extremely extremely strong and I believe they took their first loss at Crown Jewel, but even then, I feel like there's no one that's going to be able to stop the Viking Raiders as of right now, at least until AOP returns. Because I think once AOP returns, that is when the real when the level of competition really is going to go up, and I think this is where the Viking Raiders will really solidify themselves as the greatest tag team. Yeah, and they're going to be put pushed to their limit, like you said, and the actual test. They're going to have an actual powerhouse team like AOP when AOP comes back. Yes, and they are the champs, and I really do think that AOP will be the team that dethrones the Viking Raiders. Let us know in the comments below which team you think is going to dethrone the Viking Raiders. All right, let's move on to our main event. Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Everybody's dream match that we've been wanting to see. Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins from the get-go. This had all the potential being the match of the night. A hundred percent. And you really have to give props to not only Seth Rollins, but to Adam Cole, who came in from, I guess, and you can't even call it the developmental brand now because they're not developmental anymore. That's not what you go down to NXT for. But a guy that came in that you see carrying... And I don't want to say Lois Brand either, but he is carrying NXT pretty much single-handedly because he goes out there and he puts himself on the line. But obviously he has the help of people like Gargano. He has Champa. He has the Undisputed Era. He comes in. He goes against Raw's top guy and gives them a match 
that no one ever expected would get to the level that it did. And not only that, but he beat Daniel Bryan this past week on Friday. And he did it with making a statement. Yeah, and he beat him clean, which shows you Adam Cole is the next top star. He really is. And the moment he comes up to Raw and SmackDown officially, whichever brand they decide to send him to, I think this is when you really start to worry because now you have somebody who can take Seth Rollins' spot. You have somebody who can take over Roman Reigns. You have somebody that can take over the spot of Randy Orton. This guy is the complete full package, and he is the next star. And I think that's what Triple H was trying to get into Seth Rollins' head. And it's like, look, man, if you don't step up your game, guys like Adam Cole, like Tommaso Ciampa, like Johnny Gargano that are going to be stepped there right next to you, right behind you. So you need to step it up. And I think... We got to see a little bit of that Seth Rollins that we wanted to see. That's always there trying to steal the match. Yes, and if there's anybody that knows how to get Seth Rollins motivated, that knows how to get inside his head, it is definitely Triple H. And that is exactly what he did. You can see Triple H start to worry at times when Adam Cole was in danger, but you could also see the the fear in his eyes of Adam Cole defeating Seth Rollins because this is a high-caliber match. If Seth Rollins loses to Adam Cole, yeah, it's not really going to hurt Seth because he's putting over new talent like Adam Cole. But you're going to look at it like, wow, he really came in, took up the top guy, I guess you can consider uh, Brian a top guy because he is. He's a top star. But he went, he beat one of the top guys in SmackDown, comes into Raw and takes out the top guy in SmackDown. That puts Adam Cole at the top of the list. And now this wasn't just in any ordinary match. This was for the NXT title. But we didn't have a winner because at the end of the day, Undisputed Era ended up interfering in the match. And that caused some of the Raw superstars to come out and help out Seth Rollins. So at the end of the day, it was a brawl that broke out between NXT and Raw. Yes. Very, very interesting. SmackDown raw are yet to invade either nxt or each consecutive brand so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out within the next two weeks i think smackdown and raw both of them are going to invade nxt 100 percent, i agree with you on that one and then eventually they'll move on to each respective brands um that's all i have for you guys do you have anything else no that's all we have and Remember, we are nominated for the Wrestling Podcast Awards. If you do want to support, the link will be down below in the description. We are nominated for Best Newcomer, Best Duel, and Most Informative. Go show your support. Become a sibling today. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, Armando, what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with siblings. Thank you guys so much. and see you guys next time.